Hello everyone, welcome back to the Amsterdam Business Show. My name is Christopher Strana, and today we're here again with the lovely Dina Horn. <laughs> Hello, Dina. Hello. Uh, from DMH Beauty and Associates. So, <clears throat> we've done this a couple times now, and it's have. always a ton of fun, and way more fun than it, you know, I typically <laughs> have with guests, so, well... <laughs> Um, but what I wanted to really get into your, your past and your history because every time we've done this, we kind of get stuck from time. Yep. So we skip over like the, what got you into this, you know, a yep. lot of like the, the really in-depth stuff. So let's kind of start there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I started this about three years ago in my new journey of skincare and loveliness. And, um, I started working at Hotheads about two years ago and, one of the reasons why I decided that I wanted to do this was I was a makeup artist for Matrix mm -hmm. for quite some time. And oh, what's Matrix? Matrix, the hair company. Okay. Yep. And I was working as a makeup artist at their hair shows. Okay. And I had so much fun. And then Wendy, the woman who owns the salon that I work through, um, she saw my work and I, had I approached her to find out if I could come do makeup at her salon. And... Um, unfortunately, I wasn't licensed as a cosmetologist or an esthetician, so I couldn't work. And I was like, fantastic. So I just kept doing my stuff with Matrix. And at the time, I was working at, um, I was working in a mortgage company. And, you know, mortgages are so simply amazing. And the whole, everything went, you know, goes up and down. And I got laid off and I couldn't handle it anymore. So I decided to take a year off of school and to get my bachelor's and go to school to be an esthetician and fell in love with it and haven't looked back since. Cool. So one thing I want to ask was, <clears throat> you said you couldn't work for Hotheads because you weren't a licensed esthetician, but you could work for Matrix. So is there is there a reason for not being able to do one over the other? Yeah, because there are certain states I can work in, like Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. I can work in Massachusetts all day long and not be licensed as anything and go work as a makeup artist. But in the state of New Hampshire, if you want to touch people's skin with anything, you have to be licensed. And the only way that you kind of go around that is the big stores like Ulta and like the makeup counters at Macy's and JCPenney and all that stuff. They don't have to be licensed because they're representing a brand. Okay. And if the brand requires an esthetician to represent that then that person would be an esthetician but you know like the makeup companies um urban decay two-faced stuff like that the girls aren't licensed estheticians most of the time they're just love makeup and have learned all kind of stuff about makeup yeah. but they don't know anything about skincare most of the time okay. so all right so so it's just like a, a legal requirement in new hampshire that yeah for that reason yep okay yep. cool i didn't know that yeah. Um, yeah, either did I until I started looking. I'm all like, what's happening? Yeah. So, okay, so I guess we'll go into a little more detail here. I'm just kind of picking at things. Okay. Um, cosmetologist versus esthetician. Okay. So as a cosmetologist, I can yeah. cut hair. Okay. Um, as an esthetician, I can only do skin stuff. So um, as a cosmetologist, you can do facials. You can't get into exactly what I can without an aesthetics license. But for the most part, um, cosmetology is strictly hair. They learn about skin and they learn about nails. So they can do waxings, they can do manicures and pedicures, and they can do facials. 
um, but an esthetician is strictly skin. So that's all that we work with. Um, right. We just make sure that, you know, because the biggest organ of the whole entire body is your skin. So we need to take care of it. A lot of times we don't. But, yeah, that's pretty much the only difference. And I don't want to do hair. I yeah. kind of wanted to at one point. And then um, because estheticians can actually do pedicures, I was like, why would I not be a nail technician? So then that way I wasn't having to lose clients that because they're going to this nail tech and it's hard for my schedule and their schedule to kind of merge. So I also became a nail tech and I did that as um, as an apprentice actually. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I just wanted to clear some of those things out because yeah. I have no idea about a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I think <clears throat> a lot of times <laughs> when the government gets involved, things get really odd, like what yeah. we're talking about. So yeah. I was like talking about and brush strokes, figuring all this about. <laughs> it's funny because we're which there's a state in New England, Vermont or Rhode Island, that you do not need to be licensed to be a massage therapist. Okay. What? <laughs> I'm like that you could mess somebody up super bad just by touching the wrong muscle or pushing on it the wrong way or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty yeah. scary. Whereas in school, it, when you're in school, like as an esthetician, I have to know all the muscles in the face. I have to and the bones and I have to know all the muscles in the bones and the hands and the feet and I have to know about the nervous system and the veins and the capillaries and all of that stuff because it all affects the skin yeah so yeah it's crazy to me that there are some places that don't require you to be licensed for things like that um makeup there's a lot of states that you don't need to be licensed to put makeup on in yeah like for massachusetts for instance so and because i'm working with matrix state board's not with matrix you know they're not showing up at the hair shows and all of that yeah. stuff so um but it's so much fun I had so much fun doing that. I don't do those anymore, but they were a lot of fun. Okay, good. So <laughs> anyone looking to get into this field, look at your state regulations. I never <laughs> Absolutely. Because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like in California, the laws are for aesthetics, it's 1,200 hours. Mm -hmm. Where here in New Hampshire, we're only 600 hours. Or you can do an extra 300 hours to become what's called advanced, which is microdermabrasions and peels and all of that good stuff that this like the lights and um the um not the microneedling the um anyway i can't remember the name of it hmm. okay yeah well <clears throat> oh, sorry i was gonna make a big dig on california but i'll, I'll leave that out of it <laughs> <laughs> so oh man so that's pretty good so we're so we work for Hotheads. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't work for hotheads. Well, that's what this was going into. Like, okay. you're stationed out of there. Yeah. But you work for yourself. Yes. But you kind of just use their studio. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's how it works. Yes. <laughs> yeah, to make yeah. sure I, I, I got that. Yeah. Um, so I have a room that I rent, mm -hmm. and then I have a nail table that I rent, and then mm -hmm. we have three pedicure tubs that I have access to as well. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Because that was a big question. In a lot of industries, a lot of ins and outs that people. I have no idea how to navigate. Mm -hmm. And when you start talking about, I mean, I know a bit about your, your backstory, but yep. no one else does. Right. <laughs> so <clears throat> when uh, we were talking about negotiating, if you want to work there or something like that, maybe we get into that a little bit. Because <laughs> yeah. 
that could be because someone brand new looking to come into it might be a little overwhelmed with that. Oh, it is overwhelming. Yeah. You know, when you're in school, you just you you want to be the best at what you're doing, and uh-huh. it can be competitive. But there, I can th- out of my class, I think there's only two of us that are actually working in skincare, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, and. Most of the people that I actually went to school with are not working as estheticians. They're working in the field that they were in when they were going to school. Or they're not working because they had children or, you know, stuff like that. So there's not a lot of people that are, I want to say, from the little group that I was in for a year, I think there's seven of us that are actually working and there was 20 some of us all total yeah so it's odd i mean i kind of see the same numbers in just traditional college anyway yeah where most people that graduate either don't move into the field right pull on a career at all you know right so it just it just kind of seems like a waste of money to me (laughs) that's what i'm saying i'm like it's fifteen thousand dollars to go to the school that i went to yeah and um you know it's you have to have a passion for some th- for something in the beauty industry. You know, you can't decide that, oh, I'm just going to go do this because somebody's going to pay for it. Or, um, you know, I feel like if you're going to be in this industry, you have to have a passion for it. Yeah. You know, because you can't, um, I don't feel like, I, I feel you can definitely do a good job if you have all the knowledge and all of that stuff. But I feel like a really amazing esthetician has a passion like an amazing hairdresser has a passion for their job mm-hmm. you know you look at people that have a passion for their job and they're amazing at it and um you know in this industry unfortunately i have met so many women that are all like am i gonna break out will i break out after this facial and you really shouldn't break out after a facial sometimes you can but it depends on your skin as well yeah um but I've had a lot of people that are like, every time I get a facial, that I break out. And I'm like, well, something is happening. Either the product's not all coming off or they're using something that they're not reacting well to, stuff like that. But I don't know. I just I feel like you have to have a passion to be in this industry. Yeah, and there's something to be said about that. You know, the, you kind of have to like what you do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you, you see this when... We talk about success a lot. Mm-hmm. The more you like what you do, yep. you kind of you get that chance of becoming better in your industry. Right. Um, very rarely do I see people who just hate their jobs, but they're like super uh, good at them. Yeah. <laughs> right. They, there is kind of a bit of a passion involved yep. in that as well. And I mean, it does happen, but it generally, <clears throat> like when you decide to go into entrepreneurship, you should find something you enjoy. Yes. And build the industry, your yes. business around that idea. Yep. Like I like talking to people one on one, so I, I did this. <laughs> right. So, but when you're you know doing hair or makeup or all this stuff, you like, probably the same thing as we're talking about now. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a very personal service. Yeah. So and people like I had a client come in the other day and 
she was telling me that one of the women at, at her job, she said, oh, I'm going to go get a facial. And this woman was like, well, that's just a pampering session. And what people don't understand, it's not just pampering. I mean, yes, granted, there is a massage that goes along with it. And you're in a nice room that smells good. And the lights are dim. And the spa music's in the background. And there's ocean waves. And there's a little fireplacey thing in there and you know stuff like that and it's super super relaxing but the one thing that is that gets all of the stuff all the time is our skin like it's bombarded with pollution and um, free radicals and sun and hot air and cold air and all of that stuff and people don't think that a facial is actually necessary but when you get one, you find that your skin actually looks better and it feels better when you start taking better care of it. And and that's a great point, especially like this time of year. Let's just talk mm-hmm. about how cold it is. Oh, yeah. Like your skin can get crazy damaged in the cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. Because <clears throat> I've been out in super cold weather, like colder than this. And it's like it doesn't take long for your skin to die and, you mm-hmm. know, just that craziness yep. so i guess i guess that's a good segue into what we want to talk about today absolutely which is weather <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so yay I guess we'll start broad stroke um let's talk about cold weather skincare. i guess that's probably yeah. a good place to start that's pretty much yes <laughs> um so a really good way to do that is um exfoliation from your in the shower is a great way to exfoliate and um, you can use these little gloves that you can put on or you can get those little loofahs or whatever but in the winter time it's super important to get all that dead skin cells off because you can put cream on all day long but if it's not getting into the actual place where you need it which is the dermis which is the lowest level of the skin where everything happens and the cells you know turnover and recreate themselves and all that good stuff um that's where you want these products to go because that's what's producing a new skin cell so you want that skin cell to be um to be taken care of and to be uh, moisturized and things like that and you also want to make sure that there's this it's a barrier that is a lot of people it's broken especially in the winter time and it literally holds moisture in when that barrier is broken the moisture can't, you can't hold on to the moisture. And then you've got dead skin cells after dead skin cells on top, and then nothing can penetrate to get in there and make that stuff hard, then make it soft. So I don't know if you've noticed that um, when you put cream on your hands and they're super, super duper dry and you haven't washed them or anything, you just feel like it sits on top and doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. It's because there's so much dead skin, it just sits on top and it doesn't go anywhere. So pretty much you're wasting your product because you have, you're not taking off the old stuff in order for it to go into the skin and get down to create new skin cells. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you want to. <laughs> so, so how does someone go about, um, I'm, I'm thinking about like a belt sander here. Like, right. <laughs> clearing off like right. all the old skin on your hands <laughs> without a belt sander. Yes. Those are super fun. <laughs> especially for the feet. <laughs> um, but yeah, you could actually go to, I recommend my clients all the time, you can go into the dollar store mm-hmm. and they have these gloves that you can put on that are scratchy. Mm-hmm. 
and they're exfoliating gloves. And when you go into the dollar store, they're in the bath section. A lot of times when you walk in, if I'm remembering correctly, I think they're always on like the left-hand side. I don't know why, but they always seem to be on the left-hand left -hand side of the store. Um, sometimes they come in mittens and sometimes they come in gloves and they're a dollar buy like five. And then you put them on every day and you just exfoliate all over and everywhere, like on your bum, on your belly, on your back, on your arms, everything. Because if we're also sweating, so we're coming in from out and we have all these clothes on and then we start sweating and that's where pimples and stuff can also happen on the back. So if you're exfoliating on the back, a lot of that is also being taken care of as well. Because if you notice a lot of people have acne on their back, but then they don't in the summertime because they're always out and about and the sun's beating on them and they're not, you know, they don't have things that are like holding on to yeah. all the, like your shirt's holding on to all the sweat and the dead skin cells and all that stuff. So one way, <laughs> yeah. So one way you can do that is at home with exfoliating gloves. Um, and you can also come into the spa and I have a body scrub that I do. And with the body scrub, it's, um, I do a super exfoliating, um, I have a really good body exfoliator and then I have this really awesome little body scrub um, cloth. And I go through the arms and the legs and the back, which is most people I spend the most of the time on the back because people can't usually get their back. And um, <clears throat> so you go around, start with your left arm and you go around all the way, then you do the back and then, then after all that's wiped off and you're all scrubbed and you feel nice and good, then I take coconut oil infused with um, essential oils and then mm -hmm. I rub the body, the body parts. So you get an arm rub, leg rubs, and then you get a really nice back massage on top of it. It's a fluff and buff because I'm not a massage therapist, um, but it feels really, really good, gets the blood flowing, and gets all of those dead skin cells off as well. Good. Yeah. What about in environments like what we get, where <clears throat> it's cold, <laughs> it's super cold, and it gets like the next day it's like 40 or 50 mm -hmm. and then when it gets like it freezes again like that's probably i don't know if it's the same process or yep it's i mean it, you're it's well <clears throat> and up here because there are so many different things if you know wait five minutes you don't like the weather now wait five minutes and then it changes type yeah. of situation up here so <clears throat> with that you have so many days where you're like, oh my God, okay, now I'm going to strip down my layers and your skin's like, yay, and it's getting hit with the sun and, you know, because you have your short, shorter sleeves on or, you know, your sandals, <laughs> which a lot of people up here wear. Um, but that's so dramatic. Like in the course of a week, we have 10 minutes, like 10 <laughs> degrees and... Then 50 degrees and then, you know, walking in and out of these environments and then the heat, like pellet stoves, are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, pellets, I mean, just um, aside, it, it makes everything in the house super dry. Oh, yeah. Any fire. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> it's so, crazy. Any type of heat yeah. makes everything dry. So when you're coming in from this outside and your face and your hands and parts, you know, because of the 
pants with the holes in them and stuff and all those parts. Um, it's totally affected by all of that. So you go, you're coming in from the outside, then you're in this really, really hot, really warm, very dry air. So it also helps to just get all that going. Like you feel itchy and scratchy and all that stuff. That's what a body scrub is going to help make it feel better because then you're going to be able to put your cream on and your cream is going to actually go into the skin and just kind of instead of just sitting on top of it. That's good. That actually reminds me of way, way sidetracked here, but back when I used to be a dance teacher, yep. <clears throat> I had this one individual who worked in there and he would always make fun of me because I'm, I'm, my skin's a little dry, but it's not bad. But he would like, he moisturized a ton. Yeah. And, but every time I would touch his hands, like, it yeah. just, it felt like gross. And I'm like, yeah. oh God, I, I can feel it. Yeah. On <laughs> so talking about it, I'm like, I should have been like, you have a lot of dead skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't touch you because all that dead skin is going to come off and it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> so... But yeah, it used to drive me crazy, but I'm like, I'm like oh, God, I don't yeah. want to touch you because your hands are like... Right, because they're greasy. Yeah. Because like, nothing can go inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's like, here he's like, I moisturize all the time. And I'm like, no. oh, my God. But but you're it, not doing well. anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need to get in there and scrub. Scrub, 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 scrub. Well, that's good to know. I didn't, yeah. That's, again, good things. Um, knows that... I think we just said that's the entire body. So yep. my issue is my feet. <laughs> oh. We've gone over this before. Mm -hmm. Super dry feet, you know. Um, I just kind of deal with that, but yeah. probably should do that more often. <laughs> you really should, because foot health is is very, very like. Yeah. I mean, that was their last seg one of our interviews about yeah. how you know foot health is so important. If your feet are hurting, your whole body is hurting. Yeah. You know, so it's like your teeth, oh, feet yeah. and teeth. Like who <laughs> who would have ever thought that feet and teeth could affect the entire body? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it does have a big impact on, you know, you as a whole. And mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I see how that yeah. probably needs some work. <laughs> and anything exposed to, like, the really super cold air, yeah. you probably want to be looking at taking care of. <laughs> yeah, well, the one thing about the wintertime, a lot of my clients will get regular pedicures, but they won't get any kind of, like, um, polish or anything because mm -hmm. our feet in the wintertime are always enclosed in socks and shoes. Um, the, the majority of the time that you're actually going to find that your skin is super dry, your, your feet are super dry is going to be in the summertime because your feet are always out and the air is hitting them. You would think that it would be different, but in the winter time we take a shower, you know, we have all of our soaps and stuff. We put our shoes on and it helps to keep the skin a little bit moist yeah. instead of, you know, and it's covered, so it does the elements aren't getting to it as well. But <clears throat> the other parts of your body in the wintertime is crazy. Your face, your hands. Like, I look at my hands sometimes, and I'm all like, oh, my God, who? Where did that skin come from? <laughs> and then I immediately go get my little scrub brush, and I'm like. <laughs> and then I take my hand cream, and I rub it in, and I just wait until it all settles in. It is so nice and you know, so lactic acid is a really good thing to use in the, the uh, during this time of year because it'll actually help remove the dead skin cells, and you can use it every single day. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good tip. It's awesome. So I want to give one little more tip because we, you know, that's really good on uh, winter skin health. Yeah. It's really good. Um, but I also want to touch back on something we were talking about a little earlier. We were talking about kind of 
getting into uh, into hot heads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So a brand new person <clears throat> looking to get into your field. Yep. They they just graduated school. They're all nice and happy, but they've never started a business before. Where do they start? Like, how do they? How should they find a studio, or a place they can work? Should they? How do they negotiate? You know, rates and there's a lot going on there. So let's talk a little bit about the business side of it. Okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> a lot of. I actually was very lucky to find to know Wendy mm-hmm. because Wendy is the type of owner <clears throat> that likes to have booth renters, but uh, like booth and room renters, but she's she was at that time okay with bringing somebody on board and helping them grow their business because that's how she grew her business. Um, she went to go work for somebody who helped her with that because when she became licensed, you had to wait an entire year before you could be self-employed, and they took that rule away. So now you graduate aesthetic school, um, and you can go and open your own space in your if your house is, you know, licensed and zoned and all that stuff for it. You can open a spa in your house as long as it's all copacetic, because yeah. you know the board, state board needs to come in and check it out, and they need to do an event. Um, um, an inspection and all that stuff. So graduating right out of school is kind of hard to do it unless you have two incomes. Kind of like you have somebody that can help you pay for everything because you don't make a lot of money at first. Uh, One of the things that I do to bring in new clients is Cupetopia, which is a New Hampshire based kind of like marketing company that helps Mm -hmm. me to get my name out there in some specials that I'm running, and then Groupon. Um, Groupon is a really great way to get people to you, but it's it's very, you take a hit on your full prices. They really want you to be really low, yeah. and then they take an extra percentage on top of that. So you just need to make sure that, A, you have like two years worth of, all of your bills in the bank, um, or you just need to make sure that you have somebody who can help you kind of like navigate financially with that. Um, one of the things that happens is if you're in the if you're in the a school that has connections to certain spas, they will tend to have a career board, and you can look at the career board and see what their what type of jobs are out there. Um, Also, the other thing is to create a resume and everybody in this industry wants to physically see you. They don't tend, they tend not to want to see a resume emailed to them. They physically would like to come and have you come in because they want to see how you're dressed, how you're put together. You know, if you're going to be working for a salon, you want to make sure that you look the part when you walk in, you know, don't go to an interview in like leggings and like crop top (laughs) you know do your hair wear a nice outfit like think about what you're going to see a family member in you're going to go visit your grandmother or your mother you even if you're a little bit on the edgy side you can be edgy but you just need to look professional yeah. Well, even if, especially if you're going to a salon that is a little bit edgy. Yeah. You again, have, but you yeah. kind of have to tailor what your style to where you're going. You exactly. Know, but, you know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, if you're going to like, um, like a hair excitement, you might want to dress trendy because they're in the mall. 
you know, or if you're going to an established salon like, um, um, like Salon Bogar is, he's very well established and his salon looks a certain way. So he would be a little boy, you'd get a little bit more dressy to go up and have an interview there because you walk in and there's a boutique and they have girls at the front desk and then the salon and all of the, you know, all the hair stuff is on the left hand side. And so you want to make sure that you're looking the part when you go. Um, you can also start at places like Ulta, um, which is a really great way to learn how to approach people and talk to people. Um, one of the things that I did for years as I was a Mary Kay representative, so it got me over my fear of approaching people and talking to people yeah. and always have a 60 second elevator speech as to what it is that you do for work. You know, you don't want to keep rambling about what you do like I do sometimes. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, but um, if you can get like a 60-second thing, oh, hi, my name is Dina. I, you know, I own DMH Beauty and Associates. I'm an esthetician and a nail technician, and, you know, I love my job, and I do facials and waxings and nail treatments and acrylics and pedicures. And one of those things is going to trigger somebody to be like, oh, yeah, I want to come see you. <laughs> you know, and always have your phone number on on a piece like a car, even if it's just your your name and a phone number, so you can give it to people to talk to you. Um, it's also, you know, you have to be very on your game with your clients. You know, you can't miss a lot of work or any of that stuff, but starting out, you want to, word of mouth is huge. You know, if you know this instructor knows this person hiring at this specific salon, you definitely want to use that connection. Yeah. Name dropping is okay in this industry as long as the name that you're dropping is not attached to crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which sometimes it can be. It can I, be. I, I don't know. Be. I don't know a lot about your industry, but I do know crazy is kind of rampant. <laughs> yes, especially <laughs> in the beauty industry. Well, we're all creative. Now, you, you get a bunch of creative types in one particular situation and one particular area. And, you know, sometimes there's chaos that ensues. But, and it's so, fun. Sometimes. Yeah. And it's so fun. You know, working in a I've in the business world, I was always told I'm too loud. I can't talk <laughs> like I can't laugh like I can't. I am a very boisterous personality and I can't I don't want to stop that. I don't want to. Like, you know, not be that person. So just when you go in, just be yourself, you know, and and love what you do. And physically go in, look the part, dress the part, make sure that your makeup is done. Make sure that your skin looks beautiful. You're going to you're going to somebody to be a skincare therapist. You know, you don't want to roll in there just waking up and your hair is not done and you you have no makeup on and your skin looks horrible. And, you know, if you got that pimple, take care of it. You well, know? you're kind of touching on a funny point where, you know, the the trainer at the gym shouldn't be fat. Yeah. You know, the, the esthetician should probably have, have a decent... skin. <laughs> right. Take care of themselves right. a little bit. The hairdresser um, should not have, you know, fried hair. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. and 
you know, it, it, not saying they can't and be successful, but right. there is a bit of a, well, you're, you don't do it. <laughs> right. Like, oh, you're an yeah. esthetician? Yeah. Like, so what? there is a little bit to that. And people oh, are, you know, kind of shallow about that type of thing. And oh, they comes are. to mind. So, you know, it's and important. A lot of people are like, I want your skin. And I'm yeah. like, well, I spend a lot of money on my skin and I do treatments and I do peels. If someone tells me they want my skin, I think there's a much bigger problem <laughs> than, <laughs> so I think you should run. <laughs> Just saying. You know, oh my you know. God. That's yeah. funny. That's just your name Oh my God. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, because you're right. Like, you need to look the part. Yes. You have to be ready to work because when you get into any industry, and especially, mm-hmm. I think this people overlook this too. You know, they expect to walk in, and people just come to them. Like, yes. you have to build your client mm-hmm. base. You have to attract clients to you mm-hmm. that keep coming back. So, you know, these aren't things that are just handed to you because yeah. they're not going to be like, here's your clients, and they're going to keep coming back to you. No. If you if they show up and you do a really bad job. You're never going to see them again. Never. And <laughs> so, then they're going to talk about you. Yeah. Because people will actually talk about a bad experience 10 times oh, yeah, more absolutely. than they will with a good experience. Yeah. So, yeah. And you have to make sure that you're friendly. You know, you had a bad day with your husband or your kids or whatever, or the neighbor down the street or your sister. You have to take all of that off before you walk anywhere in there because you have to be on at all points in times. So... And there will be clients that you will get that you'll be able to be completely honest with and you can have kind of a down day with. But for the most part, they don't want to see that. They come to you because they want to feel good and you're making them feel good. Yeah. So that's going to be your biggest thing is word of mouth in this industry is huge. You know, that's how you're going to really get a lot of people. You know, you can have... 75 Groupon people come in in one month. But if you're not turning them over into regular clients, you're constantly in search mode and you're never going to be successful. So and then you have to look at what it is that you're doing as an individual to keep them from wanting to rebook. So, and it's hard because you have to be a little aggressive. Yeah. You know, when they come in, say you came in for a pedicure and when you leave, I have to be, okay, so I usually offer a discount on my petties. I, you know, offer $10 discount if you come in monthly because foot health is extremely important. And, you know, we should, I should probably see you on a monthly basis. When can I get you in? And then you stop talking and you wait for them to answer you. And that is a very hard thing for people to learn. And it is very hard as an individual to not want to continue to talk when somebody's staring at you oh yeah like they don't know what you're talking about yeah like, why and, are you uh, asking me this question it's i don't know you know a lot about car sales not but a lot, there's no. there's a saying the first person that talks loses so like it's exactly that this car is going to be five thousand dollars down at four hundred dollars a month <clears throat> this is what you're paying you yeah. hand them the pen and you're just like don't talk like the first yeah. person that says something yeah. is on the losing side of that argument moving forward. Absolutely. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, you know, and you have to, you definitely need to think about, you know, what your goals are and you're going to find in school 
things that you're going to love and things that you're going to hate. And in the beginning, you can do all of it and figure out and hone your skills and do all of that stuff. And, um, but if you can't, if you can't turn them into a regular client, it's, I mean, it's super important to be able to have a conversation with individuals. Like if you're going into aesthetics or massage or hair and you're an introvert and you don't like people and you're not, you can't talk to people properly or you should try and do some research on how to fix that before you get into that type of field because you have to be able to explain things to people. Um, You have to make people want to come back and see you. So it's your, it's the whole thing. It's where you're working, what it looks like, how clean you are, um, how clean your room is, what it looks like, what it smells like, you know, and your services, you know, you like people, when they eat, they eat with their eyes first. That's how people enter a spa. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh my God, it's so beautiful. Or why am I in this bright room and there's just a bed in the middle of it and it doesn't feel cozy or warm. And she wants my skin. (laughs) Right. And she wants my skin. What? (laughs) So, yeah. So, but the business side of it is hard. Um, I work six days a week and I work anywhere from 10 to 12 hours a day, six days a week. And it's the most rewarding job I have ever had and I wouldn't change it for anything but you have to work at it it's not just going to happen for you you know you have to be um you have to have a little bit of the aggression part the friendly part (laughs) you know and you have to be good at your job so you have to have all of that rolled in into this one perfect little package and you know sometimes I'm not perfect no one is and it's there you know it's our growth as entrepreneurs you yeah. know from the beginning to end and where you are now you're not going to be you know in five ten years or whenever you die you know right <laughs> you know right and uh it's uh, it's personal growth and mm-hmm. we we learn, we learn from mistakes we learn better scheduling better ways yeah. to deal with clients and this is that constant progression of right. how many times can you fail right and keep going <laughs> exactly yeah. and you want to also make sure that you as an esthetician that you're comfortable with the skincare products that you're dealing with and go to every single training that they have because there are always so many things even in it with this industry there's all kind of things like there's this strange vampire facial where they take your blood and they put it on your face and i don't know much about it i can't do that so i don't do it (laughs) but you know it's like things like that that you're going to hear like um let's see one of the things that they were trying to do because i over in asia they have these pedicure tubs that you go in these little tiny fish go and they eat all the dead skin cells off of your feet and your feet are amazing when they come out but in this in the u.s we have to clean everything (laughs) so in order to do that we would kill the goldfish all the time or the little baby fish that are in there all the time i don't know what kind of fish they are but i I don't know i just so we can't have them here we're talking about some crazy stuff that i'm like if i'm like laying on a table and it's completely white room and they're like we're gonna make you bleed i'm like (laughs) This isn't what I had in mind for her getting my skin clean today. Right. So, right. so uh, 
<laughs> right. I mean, it's interesting the things that they come up with for yeah. aesthetic stuff and for skincare stuff. It just blows my mind. But it's always evolving. Um, this industry, people are finally realizing that you have to take really good care of your skin uh, because it's the thing that literally holds you together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the package that holds your bones and your muscles and keeps it all in place. And, and we just, we don't take care of it as humans. We just don't take care of our skin. You know, we're all like, oh, I want to be brown because it's so pretty. Have that glowing bronze look. And, you know, I embrace my whiteness. My, <laughs> like, the whiter, the better. I'm completely okay with that. I want to be see-through sometimes. But <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah we, there's a lot of damage that can happen because of the mm-hmm. sun. And, uh, and that's probably one of the big things is, you know, like my wife is a ginger, so mm. she's super pale. Yes, she is. And uh, but she's so cute. If, I love her skin. If it's if it's bright outside, she needs to stay in. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and winter time is just terrible on the face and the body. Yeah. I mean, the whole. It's just so drying everywhere. And if yeah. you're not drinking enough water, and you know, I have. Well, um, and you also just just thinking about. Um, you know, you're literally surrounded by like literally a giant mirror like the entire day. Where all of a sudden, you know, instead of getting the sun, you have the sun and the snow just pelting you with light. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, yep. it's freaking crazy. It is crazy. And it gets all here and, you know, underneath your neck and back on your ears. And people don't realize that you like sunscreen is a big thing. Yeah. Um, we do need some form of sun to our bodies to get the vitamin D that we need, unless you're taking pills or whatever. But, um, for the most part, sunscreen on your face is great. You can get the vitamin D through other areas of not covering them. But for a lot of people, if you don't wear sunscreen, skin cancer is a huge thing. And that is no joke. Like skin cancer is terrifying. Like you can have a little tiny mark. But underneath, it has um, these uh, roots. Mm-hmm. So you can have a little spot, but it's this, like, it's the size of a grapefruit that, yeah. you know, all that, and that has to be, and that has to come out. And then it leaves, like, divots in your yeah. skin. It's crazy. Like, if you see people that have skin cancer, they literally have divots in their skin from it. Yeah. So, you know, but between, I think... In the wintertime, all you really need to do is just make sure that you're moisturizing, make sure that you're exfoliating, and if you can, get some body treatments, get a facial. Even if you can't afford it every month, get a facial once a quarter. Just come in at the end of every season just to kind of get all that dead skin off and just start over new for the new, for the new season. Um, you know, I have a lot of clients that do that. You know, I have a lot of clients that come in monthly and those are the women that are all like, oh, my God, I have this age spot here and the pores. And, oh, my God, I can't believe I have these wrinkles around my eyes. And I want to look like I'm 25 again. And I can't do that because I'm not a plastic surgeon. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the women that I've been working with for the last two years, I've noticed a significant difference in the way that their skin feels and the way that their skin looks. 
and how they treat it. So now they actually are on a good skincare system. And a lot of people think that a good skincare system is like 25 different steps, and it's not. All you need to do is cleanse and moisturize. If that's all you can do, my little esthetician heart is always extremely happy. <laughs> but when I hear, yeah, well, what are you using for soap on your face? Like cleanser, what are you using for cleanser on your face? I use Dial. I die a little on the inside every time I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little sad. But if you are having a problem with you can't come into my spa and you can't buy $125 worth of stuff or you can't, you know, spend $40 on a moisturizer, go to the grocery store and get coconut oil. Coconut oil is amazing. Yeah. I use it in my massages with um, essential oils in it, and it's amazing what it does. And it's very light. It absorbs into the skin really well. So for those clients that do have the means to be able to come in and get facials and to buy the products that's the best way to go but if you're on limited means come in once a quarter and you know if you can get the cleanser that would be amazing and then use your coconut oil or you know a moisturizer that has worked for you in the past and then put an exfoliator in there you know once or twice a week but not St. Ives apricot scrub <laughs> Okay. On your face, <laughs> just on your feet. <laughs> All right, good. So, uh, there's a whole lot of conversation there, so we're going to start getting to the wrap up. Um, but thank you so much for all of this. Like that was a lot. I know. And it was funny because I only had like a couple things written down as notes, but like just with you and me and how we talk anyway, that just I know. <laughs> just go into Point. a portion. <laughs> So. I'm really glad that you take all of my crazy because I'm all all over the place all the time. I'm so glad that you're now able to like do this and be like, okay, we got him with this. <laughs> so she doesn't seem so out of control. Well, like I was saying, it's a there's a development to it where you know at first dealing with you know like my own friends and Piper was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna rain everybody in here. But you know over time it gets a little easier where yep. your conversations are going. But I'm like, oh, here's the point I want to make and bring it in. And yeah, you know it's an experience thing. And sometimes I have interviews I like where I'm like, I have no idea what to ask this person. <laughs> <laughs> I try and I'm trying so hard, but it, like the conversation is not moving very well. And it happens, you know. It's, it does because there's and, so many different personalities and. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and that's the thing is like what you go back to with the business portion of things where you you know. When I said, you really can't be an introvert in this industry. Like, you have to be able to be a conversation starter and to be able to talk to people and to be able to ask the questions and find out what it is. Because people will say this. Like, I had a client that um, this person was having really bad issues with acne coming up. And they had been coming to me for a while. And then we started doing peels. But this person wasn't doing their aftercare at their house. So they weren't washing their face properly. They weren't using what they were supposed to be doing. And I wasn't able to help them. And the last time that they came in, I was like, I really don't want to do this service because we're not seeing any changes. And 
as a person who's in this industry, you have to be able to do those things. You have to be able to make have those hard conversations with your clients that says, I'm not doing anything for you. As hard as it is to let a client go and see money walk out the door, it's better to do that than to screw up your reputation. Because that was the one thing that I had said. I was like, you know, I feel like I can't help you anymore. This is my business reputation on the line and I just want to make sure that you're happy with what's going on my suggestion would be talk to your dermatologist and then go from there so but sometimes you have to let people go in order to get more people Mm -hmm. because if you keep concentrating on one bad or three bad clients the new good clients aren't going to come see you so with that you have it's, it's just such a it's such a fine line to try and make people happy, but be good at your job and not offend people, but also make sure that you're being taken care of, um, you know, with them and they're being taken care of by you. And But it's so fun. I love it. <laughs> and it's hard, but it's worth every, every part, every, I wouldn't, I would never go back to ever working for somebody ever again or being in an office. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can't. I can't. Just can't do it. <laughs> like, no, oh my God, please don't make me go back there. So, so how do people get a hold of you, Dina? Oh, people get a hold of me. They can call me at 603-703-3077. Or they can go to my website at dmhbeauty.com. And they can check out some of my pictures and my services and all that good stuff. Okay. Facebook? Facebook is DMH Beauty on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'll link to all these things too so people can get them. But I just oh, like people to. And Instagram out. is also DMH Beauty. Okay. I'm not on there a lot right now, but it's something that I will be changing because I want to start taking more pictures of my clients and start taking before and after pictures of people. Had I taken before pictures of the ladies that I'm speaking of with the pores that are kind of like disappearing and the age spots that are getting lighter and. The dryness that is gone and the evening all the evenness and stuff i did not take before pictures of them and there that would have been completely okay so she started coming to see me in march and this person started coming to see me in september and now we have had all of these all of this time and now look what has happened and you know so it's it's awesome to see the the different changes and stuff that happens through people's skin pretty good it's awesome i love it Awesome. So thank you so much, Dina. It's always a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, Chris. It always is. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Until next time.